Welcome back into the Shot Side Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. I'm here with Matt. Uh, today we have our last segment of the Atlantic Division featuring the Toronto Raptors. If you haven't heard our previous four episodes, check them out. Um, yeah, so roster for the Toronto Raptors currently structured. Uh, you got Fred Van Fleet, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, OG Anubi, um, Precious Achua, Ken Birch, Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn, Svi, um, Thaddeus Young, Delano Banton, Armani Brooks, and Justin Champagne. Uh, Matt, if you want to get into the additions and subtractions that the Raptors have made this year in the offseason. Yeah, so subtraction-wise, they really didn't lose much at all. They lost Isaac Bonga and... Utah Wananabe, who's best known for getting yammed on front by Ant. Um, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't Destroyed. know the play, look it up. Um, then, then uh, addition-wise, uh, they added Otto Porter Jr. from the Warriors. Um, I think that that was just in free agency, and not not a trade. Um, yep. Then DJ Wilson from I believe the Bucks. He was on last year. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was a free agent as well. Yeah, yeah. and he, that, he went around a couple teams. Oh, what did he? Okay, I know he was on the Bucks at some point. Um, I think I saw him in uh, the summer league, maybe playing for the Kings. I want to say Kings. Okay, yeah, he's kind of hasn't really stuck in the NBA so Toronto. far. Um, and then uh, they added Ron Harper Jr., rookie. Son of Ron Harper Sr., who had a pretty long <laughs> NBA career. Uh, then they also added the Arizona rookie, Christian Coloco, who had some size down low for them. Yeah, Christian Coloco still not signed to his rookie contract. I think that'll happen pretty soon, though, because they kind of need some center de- depth, and I think uh, Christian Coloco is a really good you know, rim runner, defensive player, shot blocker type of player. So, um, you know, subtractions, like you said, didn't really lose a lot. Additions, you know, they got marginally better, I'd say. Otto Porter's pretty good um, as a bench player now. Um, Christian Cloak could maybe be something in the future. Um, what do you think of this uh this Toronto team, which really hasn't changed much after losing to the Sixers last year in the playoffs. Uh, well, I, th- I think Otto Porter was definitely a good pickup. Um, I think he, he has a lot of um, like three point shooting ability. He was really good for the Warriors last year, and then he was also ac- actually pretty good on the boards at times last year for the Warriors. So I think he could be a nice um, addition for them. Uh, DJ Wilson, I. Don't think he'll play too much. Neither will any of the other three, Ron, Ron Harper and Coloco. Um, but they could add some depth if uh, if they need it because they definitely needed a little bit of depth down the stretch, um, especially as a couple injuries piled up. Um, if Van Fleet got hurt, and then I think Scotty Barnes was out a couple games too against the Sixers. Um, and then uh, – yeah, I think those were the only two that were hurt. I think Gary Trent might have been sick too or something, um, but still played. Yeah, well, Gary Trent, 
Yeah, Trent had some some injuries later in the season as well, where he missed a couple weeks. Um, but I don't think it was anything serious. Um, I think Achua missed some time as well. But you know, for the most part, this team is usually healthy for the most part, besides the two that you just said. But these guys are getting a little bit older. They've been together for quite some time now. I don't see this team getting much better than they did last year. Uh, I think they're, you know, a piece or, you know, a star or superstar away from, you know, possibly competing. But I think if they ended up up getting one of those stars, you know, they'd have to throw some players back in return. So um, they're kind of in a a tough place right now. Uh, I I like their their defensive scheme. Um, Nick Nurse is a great coach. They got good management with – Masai Ujiri there. They just got to they gotta find a way to to get some of these stars or hope that, you know, somebody like a Scotty Barnes can, you know, become, you know, that superstar. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think uh, they are definitely a uh, – they honestly um, exceeded my expectations last year, but I still don't really see them being, like, totally competitive this year. Um Outside of like, I could still see them making the playoffs, um, but I don't really see them competing for a championship in the near future unless uh, Scotty Barnes were to take it like a huge leap or something, or even um, somebody. I don't even know if uh, somebody like um, Gary Trent can still take a leap. I mean, he's he's young, so he might maybe still could. Um, OG has actually improved every year that he's been in the league. Is it all his stats have gone up? Um, so he's somebody that could maybe take a jump. He, he actually played really good in the Sixers series, I thought. But it'll be interesting to see who improves and if Siakam and Van Vliet can still play at the high level that they played at last year. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to Gary Trent, we kind of already know what he is. You know, he's a 3 and D guy who can play off the dribble sometimes. Um, the main thing with uh, OG is... You know, if you look at his ISO stats, they're not very good. So uh, he's not the type that's going to take somebody off the dribble. He can every once in a while, but he's not a consistent player when it comes to, you know, driving to the rim, getting buckets that way. He's more of a, you know, spot-up shooter um, known for his defense. So they are young. They do have some young pieces uh, that, you know, maybe Nick Nurse can get a little bit more extra into them next year fred van fleet though i think it, it he's probably key, the key of this team you know he drives drives this offense drives this defense but you know i, I just think they're kind of in no man's land when it comes to the teams that are already in the atlantic division with them in boston brooklyn and philly and then eastern conference is also loaded with other teams like milwaukee chicago um, teams like that, so they're in a they're in a tough position right now with the uh, roster they have. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like it, you do make like a good point with like the missing a star thing. Is that like really th- this roster is like as much of a championship roster as you can possibly be without the star? Like, because like if you exactly. if you did add like Kawhi back to them, like I think they would be the favorite in my opinion. Like, I think this is a good team. Um, I just think they need somebody and maybe it could be Scotty Barnes. Um, I think 
Barnes has to definitely improve his shooting if he's going to be that guy. Um, but I think right now they have a bunch of good like role players, especially like three and D players. Um, Gary Trent's good at shooting. OG's shooting 38% from three on his career um, and plays great at defense. Pascal plays great defense. Even Van Fleet, I think his hustle stats are like the best in the league, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, which is like diving for loose balls and stuff like that, which may have contributed to why he got hurt towards the end of the year. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think like if somehow they can either – turn scotty barnes into a star or you know like like i said like get a star somehow but i think that would probably include scotty barnes like i if i was the raptors like i'd probably be yeah willing to like trade scotty barnes uh, like i know it'd be tough because like i know they love him already um but if it like was to get somebody I, I mean if it was to get somebody like kd like and you could trade like scotty and like Fred Van Fleet and get like KD, then I think it'd be worth it. I mean, if I was them too, like since I'm giving up Scotty, who's already shown a lot of promise, I'd be like, we're only giving you like one or two draft picks as well. And I think that would be like yeah. a fair trade, but I don't know if they would take that, but I don't know. Maybe it can be a star. I just don't think it would be like next year. Like I think it would be like in the future, a couple more years. If he is. Okay. So I have a hypothetical trade that really doesn't get them a star, but it can make them like a really competitive team in the regular season and possibly playoffs. So what do you, what do you think about this? So Toronto gets miles Turner, Indiana gets OG on an OB. Yeah. Possibly a first. Yeah, I don't mind it. I think uh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of OG, um, and, and Miles Turner's health hasn't been the best bill, but also OG's been hurt too. Um, I you know I he would definitely add on the defensive end, um, like down low, like pain protection. I think that's that's one of the things that they're missing. Uh, so I think he could definitely help them out. I think it would. I think it'll hurt to lose OG though, if I'm being honest for them. Like if you're not, repl- I mean, yeah, like if you're getting a perimeter defender back or something, maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just I'm not the big biggest OG on Nobi fan, but I think if you plug in, you know, a Miles Turner like, because you know they're missing center depth and just a center in general. So you add in a shot blocker and then put you know pascal at the four scotty at the three gary Trent at the two and fred at the at the point guard position i mean that's a solid starting unit i mean and toronto's always been good at you know kind of like miami bringing in you know undrafted players and second round players and filling them into the roster on the bench and and getting good outcomes out of that so you know i just for me i don't want to include scotty barnes in like a possible you know, whether it's, yeah, they probably wouldn't do Donovan Mitchell, but like a KD trade. Cause even with that, you still, I think you have to throw in Scotty Barnes and OG and probably, you know, maybe Gary Trent too. So like you're pretty much getting rid of all your, your good play. Well, half your starting lineup. So is it worth it to get rid of all those players and then 
have like a, a star studded three, and then maybe you could have those bench players, you know, play above what they would normally play this next year. You could. I'm just not the biggest fan of that idea, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that, especially like if it takes that much. I if it if you could find a way to keep like Gary Trent and OG and Pascal and just do like I don't know if the like salaries work or not, but like do something like Van Vliet, that young and like Scotty Barnes and like one or two firsts. Then I would say it's worth it, right. but otherwise, I mean, if you're giving up multiple players and Scotty Barnes, then at that point, I, it's just not worth it because then you're just gutting the entire team. I mean, they got options. I still think I think they're like we said before. They're like one star away from competing with uh, those other three in this in this division. So I still think I think at best there may be like a, a six or a seven seed. In the Eastern Conference, what do you think? Yeah, I would say so. I think uh, if if there's if there would be any way like that they could trade for Miles um, Turner without like giving up any of like their top five there and just trading like two firsts or something for him, then I would think that they could actually be like a top four team in the East, just because like. I mean, it is an incredibly versatile team that, like, not a lot of teams can match up with. Because, uh, like, even, like, last year, like, they they were, like, playing Philly pretty tough. Like, they were giving them some troubles, like, in right. some of the games. Uh, like, I know maybe they weren't full, fully healthy, but I think they are a really versatile team. They have a lot of good defenders. Um, so they definitely have, like, a lot of promise, but they, they could probably use a couple more pieces if it's not a star. Well, and Miles Turner is, you know, his contract's a little higher, so you still have to make the money work. Um, I'm not sure how much Chris Boucher makes and Achua makes, but maybe you package deal with that. And then a Thad Young in there too, just as cap filler. And then you can throw in those one or two. I mean, you could still probably do one first round pick and then a couple seconds or something. Yeah, I would say, and like uh, Miles Turner's value has to be going down as we get closer to the trade deadline just because right. if you're going to walk like you've got to take whatever you can get for them they, they really just are competing with other teams as far as trade goes um i know if i was like the pacers i i would probably take if they offered a 23 first or a 25 first over the lakers future first just because like i would probably want a first sooner than later but well i mean we'll see what they do i I almost guarantee that Miles Turner is going to get traded, though, at some point this season. Yeah, I mean, I was looking through all 30 NBA teams trying to see which teams need centers. And most of the teams that needed centers, you know, got that during the draft. I mean, you got Detroit, who got a center. You got um, the Hornets, who got a center. Um, Wolves got one. We talked about Wolves got one. We talked about Boston needs a backup one, but they don't. There's just not a lot of teams out there that really need another center. So especially at the price that he's at, which I mean, it's not too bad, but it's still pretty high for a center. If you don't have cap space, which most teams right now don't after free agency. So, you know, does Indiana just hold on to him? Maybe, but there's been so much talk lately or not lately, but over the last two years of, of him getting traded. Um, so 
we'll see, I guess. But uh, any more uh, Toronto Raptors uh, news you kind of want to discuss before we move on? Um, I mean, the Raptors, I think that really the Raptors season's all going to depend on, like, the development of, like, people like Scotty Barnes and Precious and um, I think uh, even, like, Gary Trent and OG can still develop, too. Pascal and Fred are probably at their peak, I would assume. But if those other guys can even just make small, incremental, like, developments then i think uh you know they they could be really tough i think if scotty barnes can even just like be like just a little bit better from three i think he is going to be a force yeah and i mean he showed a little bit last year just his passing ability too i think if he can be another ball distributor to go with fred van vliet too that maybe takes this team to another level with the shooting you got from gary trent and og and even like people like Malachi Flynn. I mean, yeah. So, you know, they got pieces on this team to kind of fit around Scotty, uh, to, you know, help him get better as not only a scorer but also a passer. So, uh, and we already know what he can do on the defensive side as a rookie, which was, I mean, with him and Evan Mobley, I think that was two of the best rookie performances I've seen from a defensive end, um, performance from those two. Yeah, I agree. I think it, and even in the playoffs, like, I don't think we fully got to see, like, how good he could have been because he got hurt quite quickly in it. Um, in the first game, he got hurt. So I think he could have been even better than he was, too. Um, but I think, you know, I think a Raptors fans, like, overvalue their players, like, a little bit, like, in terms of, like, what, like, they kind of consider them, like, what their top ceiling is, even though they're not to that point yet. But I think if they if they are to get to that point, like the Raptors could be really good. Yeah, I mean Toronto's a very loyal organization. So like yeah. it seems like everybody that they have that comes in, like they wanna keep and they wanna help progress their careers. So yeah, I mean I can't remember the last player that they brought in where like they were a complete bust or something. So that just puts, you know, emphasis on how good the front office is in Toronto, how good the coaching staff is, and then how much they find players that like to buy into their, their schemes. So, um, great. They have a great organization. That's step one. Step two, step two, they got to find that star and Scotty might be that. Yeah. I would, I would say that's probably step one of any organization is if, if you don't have that star, like, no matter how good you are, like it's going to be tough to compete. I think uh, Mavs fans could tell you firsthand that like how much of a difference it makes having somebody like Luca, and then figuring out the rest after. All right, moving on. I just want to talk about potential trade target uh, players, where they're going to end up, or maybe they just stand put. So first one on the board. We talked about him a little bit earlier in um, this little uh, series that we're doing, um, Kevin Durant. There was new rumors that uh, Boston potentially might be a trade partner, possible like Jalen Brown. I don't know if Marcus Smart might be included in that as well. And then, I mean, you could probably lower the draft picks to around like three, I'd say. 
What do you think of that? Yeah, I thought um, – I, I don't know how true the rumors are or not, but, I mean, if – I would pull the trigger on that. Like, I'm sure there's – you kind of sense the theme, like, throughout these is that, like, I would trade for Katie if I'm any team just because of how good yeah. Katie is. Like, there, there's, like, not too many people in the league that, like, if they, you get them on your team, you're, like, basically a contender, I would say, like – because, like, even in the Boston series, like, you know, like, you can really never count a team out like that as KD on them. Because uh, I think even a lot of people were picking, like, the Nets to win, like, even though, like, they were so dysfunctional throughout the entire year. So I think that kind of just shows how good KD is. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a I have a little bit of theory right now. It's um, – so back in, what was it, 20 – was it – 2015 when he went to the Warriors after losing to the Warriors. Yeah. And then, so the Warriors lost the championship to Cleveland that Uh, year. He went, I think it was 2017 actually. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. 2017 went to the Warriors, joined them. They won it that next year. So this last year loses to Boston. Boston makes to the championship, loses the finals. (laughs) I think KD goes to Boston and Boston wins it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if he goes to Boston and they only give up like Jalen Brown and even Marcus Smart, and then they can keep like Derek White too, because then like they can just start um, Brogdon and then. I'd rather give up Derek White though. Well, yeah, obviously you'd rather give that up. But like if I'm the Nets, I'd want the more valuable piece so that I could like flip them to another team or something. Um, and they, they also want to stay competitive too, because the Rockets have their pick. Um, so I think like they would probably like, I think, you know, cause like you would start Brogdon and then have white come off the bench. And then like, I mean, really you're just replacing Jalen Brown pretty much with KD. <laughs> so like, you're not really losing too much. Right. So like, I mean, I, like Jalen Brown's a lot younger, but like, I don't think anybody can like argue in good faith that Jalen Brown is better than KD. Um, so I think, I don't know. I think that they were, they were that close too. So I think like KD will put them over the top, but I mean, I understand his age. So like, but I think if you have the opportunity to win a title, I think you have to take it. Yeah. I mean, I also don't, I don't think Boston needs to make this move just cause I mean, they were so close last year, and now they already added Brogdon and a couple other guys. So I, I think they're fine with what they have. They keep on progressing. But we we see it every year. You know, the Eastern Conference gets that much harder when players are healthy. So, you, I mean, you can't count on Boston's going to make it back again. So making a move like this would definitely put them over the edge. I'd like them to do Jalen Brown – Grant Williams and Derek White, and if you have to throw in an extra first round pick, I don't care because like to be able to keep Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, and then bring in KD, yeah, I think that puts them over the top for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I think obviously you want to keep Marcus Smart no matter what, in my opinion, um, just because of how good he is defensively. But I don't think he would be the deal breaker for me. Like if that if it was either him or, or don't get KD. 
the, yeah. the other team that I could like see like want like really making a difference would be the Heat, and I think if he were to go to the Heat and they were able to keep Jimmy and um, uh, Bam, I think just that core of three alone would be enough to win a championship, in my opinion. I mean, Jimmy and Bam have literally dragged them to a finals, dragged them to uh, being within a shot of the finals, and I think uh, putting KD with those two would be able to do it. Because, it, it, I mean, it seems like the Heat can just find players just, like, anywhere. Like, a, it's insane how many players they all of a sudden find. Yeah, I know. I like that. Um, another trade target, Kyrie Irving. Really not any new news on him just because I think they're focused on KD right now and they're not going to trade. I don't think they're – I think they're going to wait on Kyrie. Um, I don't think any offers are really suitable at this point. Um, Donovan Mitchell – I think the the two right now that have been mentioned the most are the Knicks and the Heat. Um, I don't think Knicks want to put in R.J. Barrett. I think the Heat might have a chance. Uh, Don Mitchell also, you know, in the offseason practices down there in Miami, so possible trade landing spot for him. But um, there's really not been any more news on Donovan Mitchell you know, moving on as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Donovan Mitchell, I, like, his trade value is tough for me because I feel like he's someone that, I, like, is a, an excellent player, but I, I don't know if I would break the bank selling assets for him because um, I don't know that he, like, just put Donovan Mitchell on, on the Knicks. Do you really think that's, like, even a contender, like, do they even get out of the first round if Donovan Mitchell's on their team? Like, does it make them that much better? Like, would that team beat Maybe the Bucks? Like, if they got matched no. up, would that team beat, like, no. they could maybe beat the Heat? Like, maybe? Maybe, like, I don't know. That's just a big maybe, too. Like, um, I don't even know. Like, because I think they'd lose to the Celtics still, I think – healthy nets they had lose to the Sixers I think they had lose to still so yeah. even the Hawks I think they had lose to still honestly like <laughs> that'd be embarrassing too. Um, but yeah I mean the, I would trade for Donovan Mitchell though if I was the Knicks like if they were just asking for like I don't know like salary filler and then like say like quickly and like four picks or something like that. I think that'd probably be worth it. What do you yeah. think? Like Fournier, Fournier, like Fournier quickly, Grimes, and then like four picks. Maybe Obi, Obi Toppin probably has to be in there as well. Maybe. I wouldn't give up all those guys though for him. Like, no, I'd, well, I'd probably say, I'd say Fournier but, you need for a cap. Yeah, Fournier and then like two two young guys besides Barrett. And then four picks. Yeah, that, possibly. I think that, I just think I think they can get. I think Utah could probably get a better deal out of that than what the Knicks Knicks can provide. But moving on, uh, Miles Turner. We talked about him a little bit, um, so we don't re- really need to get back into that as well. But the last one I have on here is John Collins. Um, we saw him play with Trey Young in the Drew League. We talked about how, you know, he didn't really impress much, but um, it's 
you know, the trade talks have kind of settled a little bit around him. It looks like, you know, bringing in DeJounte Murray, they're kind of all in. So maybe they just keep him and kind of run it back. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I would say at, at this point, it seems like they're keeping him. Um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't even honestly be surprised to see like, like uh, John Collins for like a Miles Turner trade in the future. Because um, mm. I, I think Turner is definitely like a way better defender than Collins is. And then he can also spread the floor. So, I mean, I'm not saying. So what are you going to do with Capella then? Oh, I'd probably get rid of Capella too. Like trade them both something like maybe like trade like. Uh, I'm not not sure exactly what their salaries are, but it would maybe match up to trade like um, Collins and uh, Capella for Buddy and um, Miles Turner. I think that could maybe work out. Yeah, you. I mean, if you're Indiana, you'd have to give up some draft picks too, maybe a couple firsts as well. But I still think with what Atlanta's trying to do with the trade with Dejounte Murray, I don't think. Um, I don't think just bringing in Miles Turner for Clint Capella and John Collins really helps them get better. Yeah. Even if it is Buddy Heald too, but. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to really know because, like, I, I really, like, I feel like John Collins' value is going down. Like, he just has not been impressive yeah. to me, in my opinion. Not even just from, like, like the, I don't really even take the Drew League serious in terms of, like, how good a player plays. Cause I know they're not always playing a hundred percent. But I just think in, even in general, like last year, like he just like, I don't know. So, sometimes he just seems off to me. Like it, in that first round series against the heat. I mean, he was just like freaking terrible in that series. I mean, so was Trey, but I, I mean, I've seen Trey play at a high level, like more times than Collins. Well, before we wrap this up, um, we didn't. Uh, we kind of skipped over a little bit, but what do you think Toronto's going to be in the Atlantic Division? Um, I think they're probably the fourth best behind Boston, um, Brooklyn, and Philly, and then they sneak up just above New York. Is probably where I'd have. Yeah, I'd say they're probably about fourth. I mean, if New York traded for Donovan Mitchell, maybe maybe I'd give them a little bump above them. <laughs> Uh, but I think that fourth probably sounds about right. Right. Well, it's been 161 days since Brittany Griner has been detained. Uh, we talked about this in the last pod. Um, there might be a deal to bring her back home safely. Hopefully. Um, I think she's going through, you know, the, the final week of her trial. So, uh, we'll make sure to come out with more information uh, following that in the future. Um, but, you know, this concludes kind of our Atlantic division uh, so far. So on Sunday, I believe we will, um, or no, Monday, Monday, we will be coming out with our next little segment um, dealing with five new teams. Um, but until next time, guys, make sure to, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, send us some comments, talking points at our Gmail account at gmail or at shotside at gmail.com. Um, but until next time, guys, peace. Peace.